Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Yeah. You can you can give the offering out of habit. You can raise your hands out of habit. You can pray in tongues out of habit. Yeah. Amen. And no less supernatural. But where it comes from in our heart is what makes the difference. Because God's always looking at the heart. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. John chapter four, Jesus said that God is a spirit. That's right. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. For God seeks those who Worshiping, he says he's looking for true worshipers. Yeah. That's right. True. If there are true, then there have to be false. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. And at any given time, you can be true or false. That's right. Yeah. yeah. At any given time, you can be true or false. Uh, you know, I I caught myself. Right. One time we had a, an issue. Uh, we had rented a car, and uh, we were in between meetings, and we had rented a car uh, even while we were home. And uh, uh, we were doing something and looked down for a second and the, the truck in front of us stopped and it had a, uh, uh, a trailer. trailer hitch on the back of it. And our rental car went right <coughs> into the back of that trailer hitch and just cracked the front, you know, fender of the rental car. It was like, oh, great, you know. And so uh, we were going to turn the rental car in and do the business of everything that you know, had to be done. And I remember praying. I say praying in quotes here. God, we just asking for favor. <laughs> I was whining my prayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was a kid, I was a whiner. And my mom, if not anything else I heard from my mother, was stop whining. Amen. <laughs> I was the youngest, and I, apparently I picked up something along the way. And so I was like, Lord, I thank you for favor. Amen. Yeah. I had to catch myself. And that's right. That is not a prayer of faith. Right, right. The words sound like faith, but where it came from was not faith. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So anything we can do, we can do out of habit. We can lift our hands and say, you know, uh, you know, you deserve the glory and the honor. We can do that and not be a true worshiper. Yeah. yeah. Or you can think about him. Focus your attention on him. And start thinking about, you deserve the glory. You deserve the honor, right? You do miracles so great. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said to that woman at the well when he said that God is a spirit, they that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. He said to her, he said, uh, uh, if you knew the gift of God that was standing in front of you right now. Yeah. If you knew who was talking to you right now. That's right. He said, you'd ask me for something. That's right. So as Angela said this morning, you know, if you if you knew there was a prize waiting for you, you know, you, you come expecting. And so it's real easy for us to even just get in the habit of coming to church and say we're expecting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I found myself saying this so often to people lately because faith people 
Praise God. So give us as much information or as little as you want to. Praise God. And uh, but you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna write it down because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and uh, our the word of our testimony. testimony. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Hallelujah. Also, yes, thank you, Kim, for reminding me. Also on that same page on our website is a free downloadable message, how to keep your people. Amen. You keep what you get. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so you can listen to that at any time as well. So greatministries.org slash testimonies that you can uh, uh, give your testimony, read some testimonies, or get a listen to a free message. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now when Jesus, verse 21, excuse me. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. Now when Jesus crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. I can't imagine anything worse than this right here. My little daughter lies at the point of death. This is a situation. Amen. At the point of death. And he said, come and lay your hands on her. Come and lay your hands on her. Come and lay your hands on her. That she may be healed and she will live. Sought to touch him. Sought to touch him. 
Jesus, not for goosebumps, but for power. Amen. Because he said that God is on me. God has put himself on me. That's right. To anoint something is simply to put one substance on another. Like butter on bread. Anointed. Yes, it is. I sometimes say that bread is just a vehicle for butter. Amen. It's one substance on another substance. So when Jesus said that the anointing was on me, saying that God put himself on me. Yeah. The spirit of the Lord is on. That's what's on him is God. The anointing. It's not something God sends on his behalf. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I felt it when it, no, you felt God. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You felt the anointing, you felt God. Good. And it's okay to feel God. Yeah. Amen. 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 He's, he gets honest sometimes like that. Where we actually feel something. I love those times, don't you? Amen. I don't have to have a feeling, but it sure is nice. Yes. Because he's real. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Because he's real. And so Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. And those, those uh, children of Israel, the, the Hebrews, the, the, the Jews at that time, they knew that it was the anointing that destroyed the yoke. So if Jesus said that the anointing was on him, what would they want to do? Touch. Yeah. Because if it's the anointing that destroys the yoke and he says it's on him, yeah. then I want it, I want that. Yeah. They sought to touch him. They sought to make contact with him. Because power then went out of him. Amen. There had to be something tangible yes. for people to want to touch. Because they wouldn't have known that. They're just like, oh, touch, 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 because we know that happened in other, other places. Like I said, you can be uh, uh, at any time true or false yourself. You can touch God with your heart any time you want to. Yeah. But you can also have the same posture and not touch Him. Right. Not make contact. Are you with me? Where's your heart? So it's not just contact that made the difference. But here's where it really comes down to believing contact. Mm -hmm. Believing contact. So we see here in Luke chapter 6 that they came to touch him. Because power went out of them, they came to hear and to be healed. They were believing before they got there. Amen. They didn't wait to see if anything happened. Oh, now I believe because I feel something. They came believing to be healed. That's right. That's right. The believing is always first. Amen. Amen. And then they saw. To touch him because power went out from him. They're expecting to get power when they touch. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. I wonder sometimes 
how much we expect to make contact with power. Brother Hagin, while he was uh, ministering, <clears throat> every year he had a prayer seminar. And I'll, I'll never forget, because in, in the years that we served there, the years that we worked there, and in every prayer seminar, he basically tells the same thing. He said that there's different kinds of prayer, different rules for different kinds of prayer. There's a prayer of supplication, a prayer of intercession, a prayer of consecration, a prayer of faith, different things. And he said that some people have taken all prayer and kind of put it up in a, put it in a, in a sack, in a bag, shook it all up, poured it all out. Like yeah. prayer is just prayer. Yeah. But he said that he said prayer is not it's not just prayer. It's prayer. He says the same thing as sports. Sports. That's right. You can't play baseball with football rules. You don't play hockey with volleyball rules. Different rules for different types of sports. And he'd say the same thing about prayer. And I, and I wonder sometimes if we've done the same thing with methods of healing. Kind of threw up, well, it's the will of God to heal, so, uh, you know, lay hands on me, pray, do something. Today, say something, do, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'll be honest with you, so far, uh, the way that God is using us, He's using us with the laying on of hands, primarily. It's not the only way. I said it for, for years and years with Brother Hagin. Brother Hagin always said, uh, one way, not the only way that God heals is through the laying on of hands. That's right. It's just one way that God heals. There's lots of ways that God will get it to us. Amen? Yeah. Praise the Lord. But what happens with the laying on? There's a transfer of power. Yeah. That's right. There's a transfer of power. Jesus said in Mark's Gospel, the 16th chapter, these signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, there's no mention of prayer in Mark chapter 16. He didn't say pray for the sick there. Now, we know we can't pray for the sick. James says, any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over them, anoint them with oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. But Mark chapter 16 didn't say pray for them. It just said lay hands on them in the name of Jesus. So I wonder, are we expecting power? Are we expecting a transfer? Or do we just want another prayer? Yeah. Are we expecting a change? Are we expecting contact? Amen. 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 Yeah. I was uh, ministering, like I said, the way that God uses me primarily is laying on hands. We may say some things. We may sometimes just declare some things while we're ministering by the laying on of hands. But 99 times out of 100, we're not praying. I'm not praying for the sick. We're ministering by the laying on of hands. We're ministering healing. It's just a different method. It's a different way. It's like, you know, uh, an, an X-ray is different than an, MRI, than an MRI. That's right. It's a subtle difference, but it's different. Yeah. You got different medications do different things. You know, you got topical things. You got 
injections you've got medicine you take orally, they're all different. They have different purposes. Yeah. So why would God have different ways to get things to us? Right. Amen. 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 And uh, so we can expect some things. We need to become expecting. Yes. Amen. And uh, so I, I was ministering in a church one time. And uh, I, I was trying to be as clear as possible that we're not praying for the sick, but we are ministering healing to the sick. And I guess I, it's ingrained in me because Brother Hagin said it so many times. He said, it's not a prayer line, it's a healing line. That's right. In his meetings, it's not a prayer line, it's a healing line. He said, we're ministering God's healing power. We're not praying for the sick. Now, sometimes he would pray for the sick. But most of the time, he ministered with a tangible anointing. So I was in a church, and we were, I was trying to be as clear as possible about it. We're really not praying, but we are ministering God's healing power. Come believing for a power exchange. Amen. And as we, I was there for three or four days, and, and uh, every time, I'll be honest with you, every time the pastor got up, uh, he would talk about, now when you come up to be prayed for, now, when, when, when Annie prays for you, this is what you do. Now, when Annie prays, and he said prayer, 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 every time he talked about it. And so we had some, some meals together, and, and um, at the mealtime, I'd say, now, my pastor said, uh, if you don't mind, I said, uh, I, I just need to clarify, I haven't been praying for the sick. We've been ministering by the laying on of hands, ministering healing. It's different. I said, I'm really not praying. I'm not discounting prayer, but that's not what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, just let's 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 uh, let's be on the same page. And um, so then that night we get served. Now when Annie comes up, when you pray, when she prays, you know. And he kept saying that, and, and I'm, I'm thinking, what? What? How? Oh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> next day we're at lunch. I said, No, Pastor, you know what? I don't need to be redundant, but I just want to say it's different. It's different. And uh, so we get service that night. Now when you come up to be prayed for, <laughs> it just kept. So finally, finally, I, you know, I was up and I, I, I got my place and I said, I said, now I just have to make a, a distinction. I haven't prayed for anybody yet this week. And I'm not going to do it tonight. I'm going to minister God's healing power. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just saying this is what's happening. Why, why is that a big deal? We need to understand some differences. What to expect. Amen. So we can connect. Amen. When Jairus came to Jesus, he just didn't go, oh, do something. Oh, you can do anything. No, he said, come and lay your hands on her. Amen. Because if you can get your hands on her, something will change. That's right. She'll be healed and she'll live. Why? I know power's going out of you, and I need that power for my daughter. Come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of need. Amen. So those people in Luke chapter 6, they came to hear him and to be healed, and they wanted to touch him because when they touched him, power went out from him. Amen. And healed them all. So I wonder sometimes, are we kind of shaking it all up in one sack and pouring it out and just hoping one of them makes a connection? Yeah. And sometimes I think we kind of do that. 
And, and what I mean by that is because we know the will of God concerning you. I believe I'm talking to the right people tonight. You know it is the will of God. That's right. That you settled that part. Amen. Amen. You know what the word says. It is the will of God to heal. And so sometimes, though, we kind of come in that general sense, well, it's the will of God to heal, so can it do something help, you know? And sometimes we don't come with real purpose. Even though we know what the will of God is, faith is not knowledge. Right. Faith is believing yes, what you know. Amen. And believing is a choice. <laughs> and believing is personal. That's right. It's personal. We can come corporately believing God together, but your choice to believe God is personal. Trust is personal. And that's what faith really is, is trust. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> you know, we, we've all heard politicians or actors or celebrities or somebody say, trust me. Mm -hmm. And you're like, uh-huh, why? Yeah. Why should I trust you? That's right. Right? Why should I trust? I don't know you. That's right. I, can't, I don't know if you're telling me the truth or not. Why would I trust you? Or you're just supposed to trust me. Oh, well, no, trust is personal. Trust is developed. Trust is relational. Mm -hmm. And so with God, with God, just because we know it's his will doesn't mean we trust him. Faith is not love. Faith is believing, trusting. So Jairus said, if you could just get your hands on it, something's going to change. That's trust. Yeah. Amen? Amen. That's trust. That's not just, Jesus, can you, just, can, you, can you do something? Listen, I understand desperation. I understand those emotions that go along with a diagnosis. Amen. But at the same time, when we have his word, Amen. we have a basis for trust. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. So people said, I, if I can just touch, I will get yoke-destroying power transferred into my life. Glory to God. Amen. Look with me to Mark chapter 5. Once again. Now while Jesus is on his way to Jairus' house, situation, his daughter at the point of death, you would think that they would want to hurry. Because this is a time-sensitive issue, is it not? 
She's at the point of it. I don't know how far away it was, but if you were Jairus, wouldn't you want Jesus to get there as quickly as possible? But you see no mention of Jesus going, all right, let's run. That's right. You don't see Jesus pressured by deadline. Mm-hmm, that's right. Yep. Amen? Jesus didn't receive pressure. Neither should you. Amen. Amen? When he was tempted in the wilderness, remember how many times the enemy pressured him. That's right. He resisted the temptation to yield to pressure. If you're the son of God, do this. Jesus said, I don't have to prove anything to you. I don't have to impress you. I just do what my father says. He's the only one I care about. Sometimes we, you know, I, I, we, we encounter folks who like, oh, well, I just, I need to be healed because I told my doctors I would be. And, and uh, you know, I really want to witness to my doctors. And they need to, you know, this will be a testimony for my doctors. And sometimes people are, they, they kind of get this idea that if I can kind of persuade God that this isn't really for me, it's for somebody else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds crazy, but we do it. Yeah. Well, I need to, this will be a testimony to my kids. I really, I really need my kids to come to the Lord. All good thoughts, in a sense, but not faith. That's right. That's right. It's not faith. Sounds noble, sounds compassionate, but it's not faith. Mm -hmm. You're saying, God, I don't really trust you to do it for me, but will you do it for my doctor? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not faith. Amen. Or uh, folks will come and say, um, I, I just really, uh, I got this diagnosis, but I just don't want the surgery. Mm -hmm. Well, I understand that, but that's not faith either. That's just a desire to not have surgery. Yeah, yeah. That's not trust in God. That's a that's desperation. Going, I don't want surgery. God, would you do something else instead, please? Yeah. I don't want to spend the time. I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to spend the you know. I'd rather not go through surgery, Lord. If you could do something different instead, that'd be really nice. It's not faith. That's right. That's just a desire. That's in the emotional realm. That's not in the faith realm. It's not in the realm of the spirit. That's just desire. And so, Jairus, she's at the point of death. Jesus is not in a hurry. Not in a hurry. And uh, can't be in a hurry because all those people are around him anyway. And so while he's on his way, somebody else comes along. Mm -hmm. A woman comes along. She's had an issue in her body for 12 years. Not weeks, not days, years. Can anything happen after 12 years? Yes. At what point do you think she thought it was permanent? At what point have you 
accepted your situation as permanent. It's my new normal. I hear that phrase all the time. It's my new normal. Not for a believer. Not for a believer. We've got another way. Amen. Hallelujah. There's power available. Amen. And uh, we hear a lot of folks, you know, at what point do you think whatever it is you have is permanent? Well, it hasn't happened yet. Yet. Today's a new day. Amen. Today's a new day. Amen. Today is a new day. Amen. Yeah, but I'm praying before. Why well, we're not praying tonight? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to use the power tool tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Let's expect a different result. Well, I've done that before, too. Yeah, but that's not today. Today's a new day. There was a woman bound over in a synagogue, and Jesus said, Woman, you're loose. What makes today any different? It's just today. Mm -hmm. Today's different because Jesus is declaring it to be so. His mercies are new every morning. Every morning. Today's a different day than yesterday. And so they're on their way to Jairus' house. This woman comes. Twelve years she's had a condition in her body. A flow of blood, Bible says. She spent all her money. Kept getting treatments. Kept getting worse. If you've had treatments, you know a little bit maybe about what she went through. Sometimes treatments are worse than the disease. Yeah. Sometimes prescriptions are worse than the disease. The side effects that come along with it. They cure, they, they help one condition and then exacerbate another. And so, you know, she's been through all this stuff, but she heard of Jesus. Amen. She heard of Jesus. Amen. What must she have heard? Because the Bible says when she heard about Jesus, she came in that press of people to touch him. Amen. She heard something was on him. God is on him. Amen. Something's different about yeah. this man than anybody I've ever seen. He said God's on him. Amen. Amen. So if God's on him, and I just touch even his clothes, I'll get what's on him. Amen. And so she came and touched. She didn't wait. She didn't wait for an opportunity for him to come near her. She found where he was and went to him. Amen. And she believed he had what she needed. She came in that press and touched his clothes. The Bible tells us why before she said, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be whole. And look what it says here. Verse 29. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Immediately, glory to God, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt. And I want to tell you something, she believed before she felt. Amen. She would not have touched if she didn't already believe. Amen. Besides that, you know, of course, that, you know, if she had an issue of blood, she's not supposed to be in public, right? Yeah. And who is Jesus with? The ruler of the synagogue. Yeah. 
Yeah. The one who can put her away. The one who can have her stone. This is risky behavior. Yeah. You don't do that if you don't believe. That's right. Immediately, she she felt in her body then that she was healed of that plague, and then noticed something else that happened here. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. Amen. Power went out of him. He was aware of the outflow of power. She was aware of the reception of power. And he turned around and said, who touched my clothes? Now, we all know this event in Scripture. Uh, my Bible used to just open up there all the time because Brother Hayden would teach out of Mark 11 and Mark 5, just seemingly all the time. My Bible would just open up there. We've heard it. But think about this. When Jesus said, who touched my clothes? He's saying he doesn't know who God healed. Mm-hmm. He felt power go out of him. Somebody received power. Yeah. They took it. He didn't know who took it. So he didn't know who got healed. It wasn't his decision who got healed. Amen. Amen. It wasn't his decision who got healed. Well, if it wasn't his decision, whose decision was it? She decided Amen. to be healed. Amen. She decided to be healed when she said, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be well. And then she touched, believing contact made it happen. Amen. There's a difference between just contact and believing contact because Jesus said, who touched? And his disciples were going, um, everybody's touching. Uh-huh. Not like that. That's right. Not like that. Somebody came believing. Amen. Yeah. Well, I'll go up there and see what happens. No, come believe it. Come believe it. Believe in love, believe in the power. Amen. Amen. So Jesus said to her, she came and she told him all the truth. Don't you know us women, we can tell all the truth. Yeah. <laughs> we can tell the whole story. Twelve years ago it started, I remember. <laughs> it was on a Tuesday, something was on sale, I remember. I was on my way to the store and, you know, all the details that nobody else cares about. Right. She told him all the truth. Mark gives us the man version. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve years, suffered a lot of stuff, spent all our money, never got better. <laughs> <laughs> but the conclusion is the same. Jesus said, daughter, your faith, your faith has made you whole. Your trust. Your trust. Glory to God. Yeah. Amen. Faith is not a negotiating tool. It's not a bargaining tool. If I get enough faith, I can impress God. If I get enough of this, it's not even a currency. You've got to 
having said in the past, it's like currency, but it's not. It's not like I've decided that this condition is going to take X amount of faith to overcome. So as long as I can accumulate this amount of faith, then this is what I'll bring to God. God, here's all the faith I've accumulated. <laughs> I have been hearing your word. Therefore, faith has come. come on. I have much faith. Will this give me my healing? Or do I need more? Mm-hmm. You kind of come with that mindset. Well, this amount of faith get me what I need. Amen. Faith is trust. Yeah. Amen. It's personal. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Another translation of Romans 10, 17 says that faith is awakened by the message. The message that awakens it is the preaching of Christ. Amen. Your faith wakes up when you hear truth. Yes. Amen. Your heart opens yes. when you hear His word. Right. Glory to God. It's Glory. not the amount of faith. Come on. It's just trust. Yeah. Any amount of faith pleases God. Yeah. Amen. 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 Faith pleases God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Your faith. Your trust in God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So Jesus said the Spirit of the Lord is on me. What did they come to get? They came to get the power. Yeah. They came to get the power. I'm convinced they weren't going, okay. Gotta get all these Old Testament scriptures. <laughs> gotta, gotta get my got my list, got my confessions, I got my all these all those things are good. Don't build your faith. <laughs> But when we come to God, it's really simple. Open your heart just to receive the power. Just take what he's offering. Amen. If I were to say, this Amy, I want to give you my Bible. As soon as I said I want to give you something, notice what she did. Her immediate response was reaching. Now, she didn't reach until I said, I want to give you something. Right? I stood in front of her, and, I, and, and she was like, oh, what's going to happen now? I don't know if she just said my name. <laughs> but I said, I want to give you my Bible immediately. She reached out. That's our immediate, immediate response to an offer. Amen. Somebody says they want to give you something, you go, mm-hmm.
Yeah. Your spirit has a, has a hand that just says, I'll take what you're offering. I'll receive what you're offering. Yes. Amen. I really need that Bible back. <laughs> <laughs>
At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.